sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. is a good bookkeeper. He keeps his dates in order. And every event is duly attested to and recorded on his voluminous pages. The importance of these events is a matter of personal opinion, however. An astronomer might point with pride, for example, to an entry on page 8,745,319. It is written there that a ninth planet named Pluto, which is nearly four billion miles from the sun, was discovered at Lowell Observatory, Flagstaff, Arizona, in January 1930. Its size is approximately 3,600 miles in diameter. On the opposite page, some 17 years later, another discovery is recorded. This, too, was a planet, but one which our astronomers would have no interest in. He was a planet in his own particular roughhouse way, and his name was Hagen. His size, 5 foot 11 inches. His weight, 165. And his temperament, murderous. You like the fights? Then you must have heard of Lefty Hagen. That's me. Ford is a middleweight and a light heavy. You might have called me at the garden when I put Tiger Terrace to sleep in the fifth, the right to the heart, and the left to the button. Or maybe you see me at St. Nick's when I won the decision over Larry Keener with a technical KO after busting his jaw. Sure. Now you remember. Hagen, the sports writer's choice. The guy with a powerhouse left. What's that? Am I retired? Well, kind of. It's a long story, chum, and it started in Panama maybe three, four years ago. I wasn't a fighter then. I mean, I wasn't a pro. But I like to use my hands, see? I always did. If I'd go without a fight for more than a week, then maybe I'd have to pick me one. Yeah, and I picked me a good one in that Panama bar. Give me a drink. What kind, mister? Any kind you got. Wesson's Ride, a best in the house. And you new in town, mister? Maybe. Yeah, I ain't seen you around. What are you, a barkeeper or a watchdog? Who asked if you seen me around? All right, friend, take it easy. No offense. <coughs> Good stuff, ain't it? It stinks. That what? That ain't liquor, it's bar scrapings. I say it stinks. Okay, mister, you can do your lushing somewhere else. Pay up and get out of here. Pay up? For that slop? Uh, you got a case. So that's your racket. What are you gonna do about it? Pay up, mister. All right, take it out of your hide. Drop dead, you creep. Why, you... He came at me wide open. He started to swing. I blocked his hook with my right, then pushed my left into his beefy face. Fell his nose squashed like an overripe tomato. Then I finished him with a cross to his butt. Watch him hit the floor. Anybody else in this flea bag want to work on? You're wasting your time, son. You want to... Wait a minute. My fighting days are over. I just want to talk. Oh, the bartender's coming, too. Give me a hand and help me lift him up. Uh, leave him lay. Looks better where he is. I'll get the cops out. I'll put you in the clink for this. I'll fix your wagon, tough guy. It was, it was an accident, barkeep. An accident? Yeah. It's 50 bucks to prove it. 50? Uh, it's different. Okay, I'll forget it, but take him out of here. Get him out before I change my mind. Just let me hammer his bridge work. This trip, he won't come out so fast. Nothing doing. What? I said nothing doing. 
You're coming with me. Well, this stranger was a funny guy, but there was something about him that made you smile. He was short, maybe five feet three, and his build was trim. In Dempsey's time, he might have been a flyweight. I don't know why I followed him out, but I let him take me by the arm and walk me up the street just to, just to hear what he had to say. My name is Denny. Denny what? That's my last name. Nobody ever uses the first. Hey, look, mister, you must have been nuts to shell out 50 bucks for me. <laughs> yeah, but if you think you're getting it back, you're even daffier. Ah, <laughs> oh, never mind the 50. Let's talk about you. You know who you knocked out just now? Sure. Beer soaked stiff. No, no. He's no stiff. He used to be known as Cruncher Cole. He was a heavy who fought for the best of them. So what? You could have left the dynamite, son, as soon as you learn how to use it. What do you mean? I get by with it, don't I? Ah, uh, no. Not with a guy who remembers how to block and counter. Six months to a year, maybe. Oh, might put you in shape. In shape for what? I don't know. The crown may be. That all depends on you. Hey, say, so what are you trying to promote? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I used to be a fighter, son, and I managed a few in my time. And I can tell a natural when I see one, and I'll put my chips on you. You mean you... You want to make a pro out of me? You like to fight, don't you? <laughs> Does a baby like his bottle? <laughs> then why not get paid for it? If you get to the top, you'll make a packet, and on the boy can get you there. You want to stake me? Sure. But listen, if yeah. I do, you've got to follow my order. No booze, no monkey business, no dams. Is it a deal? Sure. What have I got to lose? Kept his word all right, and he worked over me like I was a racehorse in his prime. I never got along with a guy the way I got along with Denny. I guess he was the first man I could ever call a friend. In three months, he had me in a shape I was never in before. My arms felt like piston rods. My belly was as slow as a board. Brother, I was dying to fight. We started out, too, in Frisco, where I met Sailor McGee. I flattened him in a minute and 30 seconds. We moved on to Santa Fe. Well, it's no use going over the list. You must have read about it in all the papers. Stubby Grimes was leading contender for the crown, and by the time he reached New York, the papers was yelling for a match. Then he got one with the winner to meet the champ. And there was no question about who that winner was going to be. I stepped in faster. The balance caught Grimes off his feet. He took a left to the head and went into a clinch. And I bashed his kidneys like a tom-tom. Heard him grunt, felt him try to pull away. As we broke, I lowered my right. He put his guard down for half a second to block the jab, and I let him have it on the jaw with everything I had. And then he tore his head off, and his rubber guard popped out of his mouth into the first row seats. Went down to his knees and rolled over and took the count, and the crowd went wild. Ten minutes later, I was back in a dressing room, sitting on a rubbing table. My gloves were still on, and Denny was trying to keep the mob out until I got dressed. Then, for the first time, I saw her. She was tall and blonde and lovely. She dressed like a princess, and she talked like a queen. She was class, strictly class. From her high-heeled tootsies to the emeralds in her ears. She was just about what I'd been looking for all of my life. How she got into the dressing room, I don't know. She and her half-tank boyfriend, but she was there. That's all I cared about. And for my money, she was she was there to stay. I just had to come down and congratulate you, Mr. Hagen. I've never been so thrilled in all my life. Oh, you were? Uh, you liked the fight? Liked it? Oh, you were wonderful. Well, come uh, on, Delilah. You've seen your gladiator. Let's get out of here. Be hmm? quiet, Kenneth. Uh, hey, look, mister, don't you like it here? 
Never enjoy the smell of perspiration and liniment. Then take a powder. Denny, show this goat the way out. I'm afraid the lady'll have to leave, too. We don't usually allow any women down here, miss. You still have your gloves on, Mr. Hagen. Yeah. May I touch your hand? Well, the gloves, sir, uh, they got blood on them. Grimes' blood. I don't care. Just let me touch them. She ran her beautiful hands along the side of my glove, and they came up smeared with blood. She looked at them for a second, and then wiped them with a lace handkerchief that smelled from perfume. Then, without a word, she walked out the door. Hey, what a dame. Come on, get dressed. Uh, what are you so touchy about? I just knocked the sis out of half a million gate, didn't I? Hey, boy, was that a woman. Lefty. <clears throat> Remember I told you once that booze and women don't mix with this racket. Then he was worried. And for what? Can't a guy look at a classy dame without being put in a corner and kept after school? Anyway, Denny was a creep. Okay, Lefty. Get your clothes off and go to bed. Where are you going? Down the hotel bar to have a short beer. Sure, sure. That's you, Denny. You're always having a short beer. If you want to know something, you're beginning to give me a short pain in the neck. Now, look, Lefty. You know how I feel about you. Way more than just a pug and his manager. You're my boy. I know what's good for you. That blonde is off a list. What's the matter? You, you want to get her address for yourself? <laughs> now I know why you can fight so good. All your brains is in your mitts. Yeah? Well, let me... Don't answer it. Just beat it, will you? Yeah? Mr. Hagen? Yeah, speaking. This is Delilah. I know. Oh, you can recognize my voice. In a minute. Why, that's charming. I'm very flattered. Hey, how did you know where I was staying? When I want something, I managed to get it. And I wanted you. Are you uh, busy for the rest of the evening? Not very. Well, I'm throwing a little party in my apartment. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'd love you to come. What's the address? I'm on Park Avenue. Uh, let me send my chauffeur around to pick you up. Okay, baby. Anything you say. Will you be ready in uh, five minutes? I'm ready now. Then I'll be seeing you later on, Mr. Hagen. You're not going, Lefty. Uh, get out of my way. That dame's poison. I could see when I first looked at her. Now, listen, I'd rather have you chumming up with a leopard. She's poisoned, Denny. It's the kind of poison that keeps me happy. Now, look, you go down and have your beer, Grandpa. Tell you what, you be careful you don't slop any suds in that brand new tie. reckons his career from the point of view of time. There are only a limited number of years he can depend on, and he's usually through at the ripe old age of 35. In the space of a count of 10 seconds, he can win or lose a title. And in practically no time at all, the wrong woman can wreck his life. next four weeks, I did my training in the nightclubs with Delilah as my sparring partner. I used champagne for everything but gargling. If I got back home before 5 a.m., I figured the evening was a dud. Delilah was just what I guessed she was. Pure class. She was used to the best. The best in food, the best in clothes, and the best in men. 
and she was getting the best of all three. Fill my glass again, darling. <laughs> Anything your little heart desires. But kiss me first. You haven't kissed me in 15 minutes. I must be getting forgetful. Or I'm drinking too much champagne. Come here. Mm. Oh. Oh, but you're so strong and so wild. Oh, you just take my breath away. You know, you should have been born in another era. You should have walked around the lion's game with a club on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I would have been champ then, too. Champ of the caveman. That's Lefty Hagen. Hey. <laughs> uh, say, uh, Delilah. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy who was with you when you first came into my dressing room that night? Kenneth. Yeah, that's the creep, Kenneth. A slob in a fancy clothes. Well, he's in London now, on business. Uh, he a good friend of yours? No, not really. Oh. He's my husband. Are you... Are you kidding? No. I married Kenneth four years ago. Why, he's not right for you. Darling, sometimes a lady has no choice. Sometimes she's forced to uh, make a compromise. Yeah, what do you mean, uh... Compromise. When Father died, he left me nothing. And I'm not used to having nothing, so I married Kenneth. He has more money than he knows what to do with. Yeah, but suppose he finds out about you and me. Why should he find out? Oh, you're not afraid, are you? Afraid? I could kick his ears off in 20 seconds. Then forget about it. Yeah, afraid. What's not, darling? Huh? Freddy. Hey, what... Why didn't you tell me you were hitched? I didn't think it was very important. Well, I was figuring on... figuring on making a little proposal myself. Oh, no. Oh. Hey, what's so funny? Oh, darling, I, I wasn't laughing at you. It, it's just that... It, oh, it was so sweet of you to say that. It, it just made me so very happy. Well, that's how it is. Look... Divorce the goon. Divorce him? With all that money? Well, I'm not broke. Not by a long shot. I made 125 grand in my last fight, and I mean, for a quarter of a million when I conked the champ. That's what Kenneth spent on his yacht last year. So he's got that much lettuce? Oh, he's worth millions. And millions, darling, are what I require. Up there. What? I thought I heard the door. I didn't hear nothing. Then maybe you ought to get a doctor to examine your cauliflower ears. Kenneth. Glad to see you've been well entertained during my absence, Delilah. Oh, I was just uh, keeping myself from getting lonesome. Didn't expect me back so soon, did you? I arrived at the airport an hour ago. I, I decided to surprise you. I wasn't disappointed. So maybe you're looking for trouble, mister. On the contrary. You may have my wife, Mr. Hagen, and you're welcome to her. At least you've given me the opportunity to get rid of her without having it cost me a cent. You can't do this, Kenneth. Can't I? Just wait, darling. See if I can. You've made a fool out of me ever since the day I married you, but I wouldn't give you the satisfaction of a settlement. I decided to wait until I had the evidence I needed. I have it now. Let him go, baby. Let him get out and stay out. No, no. He'll cut me off, Lefty. Don't let him get out of that door. He said you'd do anything for me. Don't let him get out until he signs an agreement. Now what? You're going to settle five million dollars on me before you leave this room. You've gone out of your mind. You'll sign, mister, or else. Get out of my way, you cheap pug. Lefty, stop it! <laughs> I didn't hit him hard. I swear I didn't. I, I just 
set him off balance, and Delilah did the rest. You see, she'd stuck her foot out and tripped him, and as he went down, he turned over the copy table and broke a vase. But something happened we didn't expect. A piece of that busted vase went right through his neck, punctured his spinal cord like a spike in a rubber tire. It, it was an accident, Mitch. Why did you trip him? Don't mind me. You hit him, didn't you? Not, but not hard. He wouldn't have keeled over if you hadn't stuck at Let's... Have you what difference does it make where... where both of this and... and he's dead? What happens now? We get out of it. How? I, I don't know yet. I, I... Don't answer that. Sit down and be quiet. Hello? Is Lefty there? Who is this? Denny, the manager. Yes. Yes, he's here. Uh, put him on if you don't mind. He's in, in no condition to talk to you right now. What, you mean he's drunk? You'd uh, better come up and take him home. Well, look here, I ought to... All right, I'm coming right up. What did you do that for? Have you gone nuts? No. I've merely found a way. A very good way for us to get out of it. Like the rat I was, I backed her up. She made me leave the apartment and set Denny up for a perfect frame. The cops found him there with a body, and she told him he was the guy who croaked her husband. She said Denny was nuts about her, and she put on a crying act that was out of this world. But it was me who gave Denny the final punch. When I swore, he left me at the hotel for her apartment three hours before the guy was killed. He hasn't got a chance. No. You fixed that up. Why are you so unhappy about it? I saved our next, didn't I? He was... He was the only guy I ever knew who liked me. He was my manager and my friend. I'll be your manager from now on, Lefty. I've got my money. And you have me. What more do we want? Yeah, we got everything, ain't we? Everything plus. Denny had already signed me for a bout with a champ, and I had to put on an act and follow through. I trained a gin and whiskey and tried to forget that Denny's trial was coming up. But I couldn't forget. My love and Delilah wouldn't let me. The night of the fight, I weighed in at 173. I was fat around the middle of my eyes were like a couple of bloodshot marbles. The crowd was big and the gate was high, but when I stepped into the ring instead of Denny, I saw Delilah. Darling, I have to tell you, I've got some wonderful news. Yeah, what? Denny's dead. He's what? It's in the papers. It just came out. They were taking him to the courthouse for the trial. He tried to get away. You mean... You mean I shot him? No, no, they didn't have to. He was hit by a truck as he ran out of the car and crossed the street. Now you can fight, darling. You can fight to win. It's all over as far as we're concerned. Get out of my sight, you tramp. What? Get out. That was the first time in my life I ever wanted to cry. I was sick inside of me, and I didn't have the strength to raise my arms. Uh, you heard what happened. The champ almost tore the top off my skull with a bunch of hooks and crosses. And then, so like the way I used to do it, he started to chop me up. After a while, I felt like I was in a glass case with nobody able to reach me. And the case cracked open and it started to rain. And I woke up flat on my back inside my dressing room. Lefty. Uh, what's the matter? Wake up, you lemon. Delilah. Where's... Where's everybody? Where's my handlers? I sent them away. You what? I paid them off and sent them away. I wanted to talk to you alone. Yeah, let me sit up. I don't like the way you acted before that fight. No? What's got into you? 
You look into trouble. I found all I needed when I found you. Get this straight, Lefty. You're in this as deep as I am. Yeah. And don't you ever forget it. You're in it, and you're staying in it. Side by side with Mother. Yeah, you're right. I'm in it. I can't get out. We'll spend the rest of our lives together, you and me. So you may as well get used to it. I don't trust you, and you don't trust me. But a pair of cast-iron handcuffs couldn't keep us any closer. We're going to be just a loving couple, huh? Two lovebirds sitting on a nest of bones. You wanted me once. What changed your mind? <laughs> Why don't you ask me to marry you again? Why don't you propose to the girl of your dreams? Why not? Uh, why not? So we got married. And it was a perfect match. We spent our days watching each other, wondering who'd crack first. I'm living now on sleeping pills just to get a little rest. Keep thinking of Denny all the time. And she keeps reminding me that he's dead. Every time I see her, she reminds me of it. Even though she don't open her mouth. Justice? This is justice. What I'm going through now is worse than the chair. She's got a lousy money and I got her, and the two of us would be better off inside a grave. That's why you, you don't see Lefty Hagen around no more. That's why he, he's retired. It wasn't only my conscience that made me turn us into the cops. but something else. Something that blonde wildcat could never understand. Yeah, but she was right about one thing. We were in this together to the finish. She'll be parked right on top of the loving husband's lap when they turn the juice on as I'm sitting in the electric chair. Time is an excellent bookkeeper, and his dates are in perfect order. There's an entry on the debit side, for instance, that records an event which takes place tonight in the Sing Sing Death House at 9.30 p.m. A double execution. Ah, 9.30. Hmm. I've just marked it paid in full. The clock will be heard next week, same time. Written by Lawrence Clean, narrated by Hart McGuire. You heard Ken Wayne as Lefty, Margot Lee as Delilah, together with Ozzie Wenburn and Gordon Glenwright. The Clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production.